you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey there, it's Oliver Banks and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. This one is episode 71. With our current market that continues to be challenging, it's really important for all retailers to build the right strategy. It's an essential part of the overall transformation journey. Ultimately, your transformation should, of course, be aligned to deliver that strategy. Your transformation might, in fact, be the whole strategy, depending on the size and scale of your company, of course. But when it comes to strategy, many companies in and outside the retail industry are often challenged with a whole series of mistakes. I think it's interesting. Strategy is so important, but generally we're not trained in strategy. We feel our way through and sometimes we don't really fully understand it, although it is an important and key part of our role. So today I want to help you. I want to lift the lid on some of those big mistakes, those easy to make mistakes and stop you falling into those same pitfalls. So today we've got 10 of the biggest strategy mistakes that you must avoid to make sure your transformation is going to be successful and to make sure that your business is set up for the future. Show notes from today are over at obandco.uk slash 71. So if you do want a little refresher on what these 10 big mistakes are and how you can avoid them, then do head over there obandco.uk slash 71. And hey, whilst you're over there, why not sign up for my weekly retail transformation briefings, which will give you the insight and the intel that you need to be able to successfully stay up to speed and the tips and tactics that you will need to make sure that your transformation is a success. It's free to receive, so go and do that now. You can sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing on the show notes page, obandco.uk slash 71. So without further ado, let's jump straight on in. Mistake number one, not having a strategy at all, or using the last strategy and just rolling it over. Retail is changing and the whole world is changing, so it is absolutely essential that you and your wider business have a strategy to change, to transform. If your business is doing okay today, then assuming it's going to be doing okay tomorrow is a dangerous assumption to make, right? You could be taking that advantage, that head start that you have, and frankly squandering it, throwing it to the wind. Equally, taking that success and just doing a proverbial copy and paste or change the date or whatever on your strategy is also risky because, as I just mentioned, things continue to change. So you at the very least want to refresh and really review and challenge that strategy to make sure that it is the right strategy to pursue. Because you don't want to find out in a couple of years that you missed a trick and now you're on the back foot and you're in danger and so on. So mistake number one, not having a strategy or just using the previous strategy. 
So let's say you've avoided that mistake. Great. Well done. Mistake number two to avoid is creating a strategy for the here and now, creating a strategy for today. Now, maybe you're scratching your head at this one, but let me explain. A strategy is to move you into the future, right? As things continue to change, being in a good place today is not necessarily going to get you into that good place tomorrow. Your customers, the consumer, is continuing to change. So is what they're going to want in two, three, four, five, ten years' time going to be the same? And actually, another common mistake made here is not considering how your competitors are going to change and even react to your changes. Your competitors are in business and, by the very nature, you are their competitor, right? So just as much as you are looking to protect or grow your market share, they're looking to do just the same. And in fact, they're keen to put you out of business. Let's be blunt. And actually, that's a really interesting point. How would you, if you were a competitor of yourself, how would you put yourself out of business? How would you destroy your own business effectively, you know, through a competitive advantage? Because if you've not thought of that, then that could be a really interesting perspective for you to take because you can bet your bottom dollar they're thinking about that. So why don't you have a think about how you would do that too? So you want to create a strategy that is for the future world and that does include considerations of how other companies will evolve and react to your changes as well. Now, a good plan here is to do wargaming, essentially. So divide a workshop into multiple teams and assign each one a company and create the strategy for that company as if they were trying to put you out of business. See how the other businesses develop. See how they would react to you. You can then have a go at evolving to make sure that you're as robust as possible to a changing competitive landscape. Essentially, you're looking to disrupt yourself rather than be disrupted by someone else. So mistake number three to avoid is to have no plan on how you can be unique. You can't just copy everything one of your competitors is doing, right? I just want their business, so I'm just going to continually follow and chase down what they are doing, matching them like for like. One of the derogatory comments that I'm seeing a lot of people using at the moment is essentially a strategy to be the least worst stores, right? You do not want to have a strategy of being the least worst. I'm sure you'll agree with me. So instead, look at why and where you are the strongest in the marketplace. Look at your strengths. Look at what sets you aside. Look at why customers choose you instead of the other options that they have available to them. You know, and if you're thinking about this point, then I do advise you just to go back a little bit in the podcast archives and go and check out episode 68 and 69, which was with the Uncrowd team, Richard Hammond and Rocky Howard. A great discussion there, which will help you to understand why customers are choosing you or not, as the case may be, right? And just to drive this point home, I wanted to give you a bit of a quote from one of the strategy masters of uh, the modern day world, Michael Porter. And he says, the granddaddy of all mistakes is competing to be the best, going down the same path as everyone else and thinking that somehow you can achieve better results. 
So really think, what is your advantage going to be? How are you going to be unique? How are you going to earn that advantage? And thinking about that future time frame, how are you going to maintain that advantage as well? Stop people coming in and pinching your lunch from under your nose. So mistake number four is not having buy-in for your strategy. Now, if you have a strategy that was perhaps developed by one person or a very small group of people, or maybe even you brought in a team of management consultants from outside, paid them the big bucks to create a nice shiny presentation deck of your strategy, then the big challenge here is that no one else is going to buy into that strategy. Without buy-in, it's going to be really hard to actually turn that strategy into anything other than fancy words on a piece of paper or on a slide, right? You need to get people excited, get them emotional, get them committed to that strategy. You know, if your teams understand the role that they play in that story, the story of your strategy, they'll be motivated, they'll be excited to take part and play their part. So make sure that people are bought in. Make sure that it is clear that people understand how they fit in to a picture of the future and then illustrate that with with data, with insights and with a vision that people can understand and see and that is realistic too. And you will earn that buy-in and you will earn that commitment and the energy that goes along with it to make sure that it does happen. Mistake number five and it's very closely connected, is not having a specific enough strategy. You know that just crossing your fingers is not a good strategy to pursue. So you need to make sure that it is specific, that it has the details in it, and that it has timeframes and it has numbers in it as well. The timeframes are going to make sure that you've got the resources in place to make sure that it happens at the right time. And Having the numbers, the finances in it as well will mean that you've got the budget set aside and you're not going to be caught out when push comes to shove. So make sure that there is specific detail in your strategy. So we're at the halfway point here. We've had five of these big mistakes so far. So just as a quick refresher, the first one was not having a strategy at all. Then we spoke about the risk of having a strategy for the here and now rather than for the future. You don't want to be having a strategy that gives you no form of uniqueness. You need buy-in for your strategy. So make sure that you are getting people on the bus or on board. And mistake number five is that your strategy is not specific enough. So into the second half, mistake number six is just listing out an overall goal and not having any substance behind it. So saying that your strategy is to grow is not really a strategy. Saying that your strategy is to go international is not really a strategy. Saying that your strategy is to protect market share. You get where I'm going, right? I'm not going to labour the point anymore. (laughs) And really here, what you want to be doing is to illustrate that. So it's fine to have a goal if you have a strategy that is looking at going international it's fine that you have that but actually what are the different elements of that how are you going to bring that to life and I think it's also important here to take an honest look at whether you are growing too much as well 
I think some of the challenges that we've seen across the retail market, across, frankly, many, many territories across the world, is that we've got to a stage where we have almost been over-retailed. We've got too many shops, particularly given the rise of e-commerce. So maybe that is not actually the ultimate goal that you want to be chasing down anyway, whether it's illustrated or not. (laughs) And I think as we're reflecting on this point, it would be worthwhile listening to episode 63, where I had Chris Brooke Carter, who is the MD of Retail Week and the World Retail Congress, an SVP at Essential. And he was reflecting on the fact that the world is changing and now profit is not everything. And we must start to think about things like sustainability in a better way. So that one was episode 63. So do go and check that one out if you've not listened to it already. Mistake number seven is not having a plan to be able to actually realize or deliver your strategy. You get the point. Strategy without action is just a wish list. So how are you going to turn this into real life? Are you going to need to be partnering with companies? Are you going to need additional help or additional resources or capabilities or skills? What are the different stages and how are you actually going to prioritize those and sequence those so they happen in a logical and a realistic way? And whilst you're doing this, it probably makes sense to make sure that you do have a strategy that is short and succinct rather than having the everything plan where you do everything you possibly can think of and actually you get overstretched and you do nothing at all, right? So you want to make sure that your strategy is stretching but realistic. That way it can get done. And with that, you want to make sure you've got a plan that you can put into action. Make it happen. In at number eight, the next big mistake is having a strategy to innovate but not being willing to fail or even try. We often hear of companies promoting risk, but then at the same time, there is a real fear of failure within that company because no one wants to be punished. No one wants to be reprimanded or get in trouble for doing something that didn't work. And very closely linked, it's important that if you are wanting to do innovation and you decide that you want to do a digital transformation, Please, please, please don't think that digital transformation is just digital. It's not just about tech. It's about everything. It's just transformation and the fact that we live in a digitally enabled world. And if you want to find out more of my views on that, then another podcast episode to go and listen to is episode 44, where I explore the problem with digital transformation. And the clue is in the word digital. It's not digital. It's just that we live in a digitally enabled world. Oh, and whilst we're on this point, just so we're really clear, having just a selection of funky, cool, high-tech projects also is not a strategy. That's just a list of funky, cool, high-tech projects that you're going to do or you'd like to do. So don't be fooled by that one, okay? Mistake number nine. This is a big one here, okay? Set and forget. Don't just set a strategy and forget about it. You know, have it all nicely put out, put it in the drawer, file it away. Boom, gone from the memory. You want to make sure that you are continually reviewing and even refreshing your strategy through relevant governance and board meetings, etc. 
You need to make sure that you've got KPIs so that you can measure the progress that you are hopefully making against that strategy. And you're going to want to continually review it, both from learning from the lessons and the mistakes that that you come across, as well as taking the lessons from the past as well, okay? You know, a strategy is a longer term thing. It's probably going to last more than 12 months. So it's not something that you want to just, like I say, set and forget. You want to keep it refreshed. You want to keep it top of mind so that everything starts to form and align into that strategy. And that way, you will be a focused organization that can really achieve some amazing things. And mistake number 10, the finale here, is not having the culture or the skills to follow through and deliver it. You know, we've spoken about this already today. Action here is so important. Words are nice, action's better. So how are you going to set your organization up to be relentlessly focused on your goal, on your strategy, and to be able to intentionally go after changes and transformation so that it does realize that strategic vision? You're going to want to make sure you've got effective program management in place so you can get these changes and manage them effectively. You're going to want to make sure that you have effective project management in place, which, by the way, is different from program management. That's a different topic. Ask me if you want to uh, dive into that in more detail. But you're going to want to make sure you've got effective project management in place as well, which will allow you to take individual changes and make them happen. You know, this is so important. And it's one of the reasons why I've developed my Retail Project Manager Success Program to help you and your organization to be able to learn how to do effective project management without excessive bureaucracy and red tape and admin. You can find out more about that at obandco.uk slash project. And if you'd like help with program management, then I'd love to help support you either on an advisory role or by working with you to make sure that your transformation can come true. So do reach out if you'd like to just bounce some ideas around or talk in more detail. My email address is oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And I will make sure that I leave that email address for you as well on the show notes page, which is obandco.uk slash 71. And of course, you will find all of the show notes, all of those 10 common challenges there to refresh your memory and make sure that you've got a plan in place so you don't fall into those pitfalls. That's the last thing that we want to happen, right? So let's just have a quick refresh of them. And I want to leave you with a parting thought in just a moment. So number one was not having a strategy at all. Number two was creating a strategy for the here and now, for today, rather than thinking about how your customers and your competitors are going to evolve. Number three was not having a plan to create any form of uniqueness. Mistake number four was not getting the buy-in that you need on your strategy. Number five was not having a specific enough strategy with timelines and with financials as well. And pitfall number six was just having an overall goal 
you know, our strategy is to grow, build it out, get more detail in there. Number seven was not having a plan to deliver it, which means it just won't happen. Number eight was wanting to innovate, but not being willing to fail. Mistake number nine was setting and forgetting your strategy. And finally, banana skin number 10 is not having the culture or the skills that you need to follow through and make it happen. So those are the 10. And like I say, you can get all of those at the show notes page, obandco.uk slash 71. Now, the final thought I wanted to leave you with was refreshing our memory back to that Michael Porter quote from earlier on. Going down the same path as everyone else and thinking that somehow you can achieve better results. That's a massive, massive thought to take into any strategy or any transformation for that matter as well. How are you going to really differentiate yourself? You know, we talk about too many cookie cutter retailers out there. We look at the world of e-commerce and how competition has exploded. And it's so easy to be able to get products fulfilled in a, a simple and convenient and cheap way. So what is it that you are doing to set yourself apart? That is the biggest opportunity that you can really focus on with your strategy. And I would urge you to really be able to think about that. And if you can't detail out what makes you unique, then you need to go back to the drawing board. And by the way, here's a test. Why don't you get a group of people and get everyone to secretly write down what makes you unique? Because I bet your bottom dollar, everyone will have a different opinion. And if you're going off in a number of different ways, how are you ever going to make that happen and make it coherent for your customers? So zoom in on that. If you were to do one thing only from today, zoom in on that, okay? I'm looking forward to joining you on the next episode. New episodes come out every single Monday, by the way. So if you're new to the show, then do hit subscribe and I'll look forward to joining you next time. Bye for now.